NPR. We at The Indicator love getting listener mail. And one of my favorite parts of reading through the inbox is when you, the listener, tell us about one of the stories we've done and have a totally new insight or a take on the topic. So today, we are going to do an audio letters to the editor. You've got mail. I used to love these as a kid. Of course you did. I was more into the funny pages. Right. Why not both? Why not both? This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Waylon Wong. And I'm Darren Woods. Today, our listeners teach us about a dark side of the Airbnb bans, a way to fix the problem of mortgage lock-in, and we have a proposal to keep CEOs humble. We open the mailbag after the break. This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase. That's 3% on products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This message comes from NPR sponsor E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Take control of your financial future with E-Trade. No matter what kind of investor you are, their tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Now when you open an account, you can get up to $1,000 with a qualifying deposit. Terms apply. Learn more at etrade.com slash NPR. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC. Member SIPC. E-Trade is a business of Morgan Stanley. This message comes from NPR sponsor Slack. Sometimes it feels like there aren't enough hours in the workday, especially if you're trying to grow your business. That's why you and your team need Slack. It's the AI-powered platform where work happens, and it has so many helpful features, like huddles for impromptu meetings and workflow builder to automate tasks. Slack is what you need to help everyone have a productive, easy day. Slack. Grow your business here. Learn more at slack.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Arctic Wolf. Their researchers have released the Arctic Wolf Lab's 2024 threat report. Why will 2024 be a volatile year for cybersecurity? Learn more and get your copy now at arcticwolf.com slash NPR. You've got mail. All right, straight from the Indicator inbox, our letters to the editor. Keith Rose wrote in after the indicator discussed New York City's ban on certain types of Airbnbs. Now, you can't rent a whole apartment on Airbnb for less than a month unless the owner is present. I believe I wrote this at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, Yes, without actually thinking. So, uh, perfect. Just like I write my scripts for this show. (laughs) Keith is the director for LGBTQ initiatives at the Metropolitan St. Louis Equal Housing and Opportunity Council. And given his role there, Keith says he can see that restricting Airbnbs is likely to ease pressures on rents for long-term renters. But he says it also has a big unintended consequence. One of the things that's really important to understand is there are people who just don't feel safe cohabitating with a stranger. And someone, especially someone who is a survivor of sexual assault or someone who is concerned about sexual harassment, might not want to be in especially the home of a person they don't know. And so requiring them to stay with a stranger as opposed to giving them free reign of a space means that they no longer have safe access to short-term rentals. 
all kinds of people might prefer not to have to live with strangers, whether it's women traveling alone or people of color concerned about discrimination. And Keith says he's also heard from a lot of his transgender clients and friends. They simply don't want to show up at a front door with um, a body that looks different than the name or gender on their IDs that they booked with and have to explain that to someone. And so having no one there when they arrive is uh, definitely easier for them. Even at a hotel, you would typically need to deal with the front desk. So full Airbnb rentals do have these advantages. And you're currently calling me from an Airbnb. How's the experience been for you so far? I am actually, it was a complete coincidence. Um, my boyfriend booked this uh, without really my input. We're, um, we're doing great. And then it turns out that our hosts are queer too. They're staying here right now. And um, it's been great. They've given us a lot of insight into the kind of bars we want to go to. And we've had a great interaction over these last couple of days. And I would hope that anyone who has to cohabitate with the host uh, would have that kind of interaction. Next in the mailbox, we have another housing-related letter. Yes, a listener responds to our recent episodes about 30-year fixed-interest mortgages. These home loans are an amazing deal for Americans who can just lock in an interest rate for 30 years. But that can become kind of a gilded cage when interest rates rise. Because if you want to sell your house and then get another mortgage for a new home, then you lose out on having your nice low interest rate. David Tornquist was listening, and he just had to write in with a potential solution. I uh, really enjoy uh, listening to your show, so it's uh, fun to fun to see you in uh, in the Zoom. Yes. Well, I'm not here to fish for compliments. I'm here to learn about the Danish mortgage systems. Yeah, right. <laughs> the really cool feature is the ability, sort of, to buy back your portion of the mortgage bond. Okay, so let's slow down. What does it mean to buy back your portion of the mortgage bond? Right. So in Denmark, like in the U.S., mortgages are traded in financial markets. And in these markets, your low-interest mortgage becomes less valuable in an era of high interest rates. So let's say you locked in a nice low interest rate for a $500,000 mortgage a few years ago. In the financial markets, that mortgage might now be worth only, say, $400,000. But in Denmark, you can take advantage of that. When you want to move house to a new place, you don't have to pay off that full $500,000 that you borrowed. You'd only pay $400,000. Got it. So this has nothing to do with your house value or how much you've already paid off on your mortgage. No. So we're talking here just purely the value of your mortgage in the financial markets. It's like a bond. Yeah, I mean, it really solves that problem, right? I think it's also, it's a very smart system because it gives you then that flexibility. Well, David Tornquist, uh, thank you so much for writing into The Indicator and for chatting with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been great talking. Our next letter was from Mel Medeiros in Michigan. Mel listened to our debate on industrial policy, whether the government should be subsidizing businesses. Yeah, so I love the episode and the show. Um, Both the two people who were on talking about industrial policy had great points, but I don't have a clear winner in mind because they both had great points. So we had economist Adam Posen arguing against corporate handouts. He was focusing on how these can reduce competition and spark international spending races that can waste money. Our other economist, Rekha Yuhas, homed in on the need to correct market failures in areas like climate change. But Mel does have her own ideas about what should happen if the government does decide to support businesses. Why don't you just read the email you sent? The companies that receive these subsidies should have to follow some rules. 
One, the company should not be allowed to lobby or publicly complain about business tax rates, handouts, or welfare paid to individuals or social safety nets. Two, their corporate leadership should be subject to that same rule. Three, there should be a laugh machine ready every time their company or their leadership try to brag about pulling themselves up by their bootstraps, never getting help from anyone. Now, the first two might be a breach of the First Amendment for free speech, but the laugh machine idea, that one got us. I love the laugh track idea, and, and I want to workshop some, some laughter with you. Okay. Let's, let's, let's do this. <laughs> what do you think of that laugh? Yeah, I feel like the CEOs might think that we're laughing with them. Oh, yeah. yes. It's almost like a yeah. sitcom communal laugh. In my mind, I was thinking more the, like, single person knee slapping, laughing hysterically, like, just can't even hold it together. This is so absurd. Okay, let's 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 see if we can find this. Um, <laughs> what about that one? <laughs> I like that it has a little tinge of evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty appropriate, given the circumstances. Okay, what about... <laughs> yeah, I like that. So somebody is... Said, I've pulled myself up from my bootstraps, and uh, this company made it on its own through market competition only, with no help from the government whatsoever. It's got a little Halloween haunted house vibes. <laughs> all right. And so of, of all of these, which, which one's your favorite? Uh, I think it was like the second one we did. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm not sure exactly how this policy can be implemented, but uh, it's, it's an interesting policy idea. I, I, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, and I think you'd actually do a better laugh than any of these tracks. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Maybe you can put that in the hopper for the laugh machine. All right. Well, let's record this if we interview a disingenuous CEO. So I need to make you laugh. All right. I'll, I'll tell you my favorite joke. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Time flies like an arrow. Fruit flies like a banana. <laughs> that is pretty good. I got a mild chuckle. I got a mild <laughs> chuckle from that one. Alice's have some great suggestions, i got to say. Well. Oh, yeah. I think they should be running things. Full stop. Do you have something to add to the conversation? Send us your letters to the editor at indicator at npr.org. Again, that's indicator at npr.org. This episode was produced by Julia Ritchie with engineering by Sina Lafredo. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. The editor to whom you may direct your letters is Kate Kincannon, and The Indicator is a production of NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com switch.